Well, hello there, horror fans. Lynn Leatherface here. And if you happen to be browsing your way through the internet trying to find something new to listen to and you found us, we are so happy you're here and we are glad to have you. So what do you do next? You're going to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review if you haven't already, and then look for us on all the other social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of them. And also, we welcome any and all feedback and suggestions. Like we say in every episode, if you agree, disagree with us, let us know. If you have a really cool movie or a recommendation of something obscure and off the wall that we need to know about and it's horror-related, dude, let us know. Reach out to us on all platforms, or a good old email works just as well. That's going to be 66.6thehorror at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. So listen up and remember, stay scary. Welcome to the podcast where we address stress and obsess over everything that is horror. I'm Evil Eddie, I'm your foreman, and I'm here as always with my creepy co-host. We got the satanic step-dancing stud, Hell's Hooligan. Yeah, you do. And the very kind cannibal. And let me say something. If you happen to be walking and you happen to see him coming your way, don't stop, don't turn the other direction and run. Say hello, he's always down for some conversation. Unless you ride a horse, get the fuck out of there, he's gonna kill you. Lynn fucking Leatherface. Do you know what, Evil Eddie? You do that goddamn intro so good, I want you to do it every fucking time. Doesn't he do that well, hooligan? I mean, it's okay. Look, okay, don't be an asshole. (laughs) No, man. Hey, guys, it's so fucking good to be, like, doing this shit again. It's good to be back, fellas. (laughs) It's good to see you guys in the flesh. Mmm, flesh. My favorite appetizer. (laughs) (laughs) Eggs. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Man, dude, hey, you know what? I have to say, our last episode was pretty kick-ass. WT fuck. It, it was it was a good one, and we covered some great movies there, and it little you know a little bit of classic, a little bit of like, you know, all over the place. But it was it was nice. It was nice, but you know what, fellas, I'm ready to take a vacation. Are you guys down for maybe getting out of town? You know, boy, after this year, we could use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could. Well, you guys want to go like abroad? I'm married, so don't I don't want to go see abroad. <laughs> Let's go overseas. Dudes, let's go overseas by seas, by way of sea, by way of sea. Yeah, because I hear there's a really kick ass new cruise line that's brand new on the market. And I think it seems like it's quirky enough to kind of fit right into the thing that we, we enjoy doing the most, which is traveling to these odd locations, finding weird video stores and renting tapes and then talking about them for for all you people out there that are listening. Yeah, dude. 
Yeah, hey, you know what? I did a little bit of research, guys. Uh, well, well, actually, Evil Eddie sent me a list of, of different cruise lines that we could go on and everything. I did my research, and I and I figured out that, you know, the top gun on all of these was Tom Cruise line. Ooh. I like it. And you know what? I hear that you can just probably see a gorgeous vanilla skyline when you're on this this Tom Cruise line. I heard it's quite the legend. Yeah, it, it is a legend. I heard that the captain, Jerry Maguire, is a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just don't sleep with your eyes wide shut, though, because you may miss something. Oh, totally, man. Well, that would be a mission impossible, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be impossible to miss, I guess, on the, on this on this cruise line. But, you know, I, I hear that the, the, the seas can be weathered with days of thunder and lightning, and we just don't want to be be too bothered by what may come on the horizon. No, 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 no. We're not getting into any type of risky business. Oh, my God. We can't keep doing this. <laughs> uh. This has gone way too far. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where do you guys want to go, though? For reals? Asia. I was going to say the exact same fucking thing, yeah. I've always wanted to see the Far East. Humor me, fellas. Uh, Japan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Japan sounds good. Japan? Japan sounds good. Let's yep. go. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. All right. Let's go. Hey, you know what, though? We need to rent a video when we're on that boat. Naturally, bro. Let's head on over to the squared cycle. Get the party started? Yeah. Fuck yeah, we will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, introducing. Your hosts for 66.6 The Horror. We are here on Tom's cruise, and uh, I tell you, hooligan, Japan. Yeah, dude, this place is B E A beautiful. Mm-hmm. 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 Most deaf. Most deaf. It is a long ways to the other side of the world, so there's got to be a fucking video store in this cruise ship, huh? Oh, I saw one on the way in, dude, right when we walked in on the uh, 14th floor. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, it was like, I don't know, it was kind of a goofy name, dude. It was like International Video. I think it said International Video Worldwide. That's exactly what it said. It's an IVW. It's an IVW. That's a franchise. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a franchise. I didn't realize that, but did you see the guy standing in there that's like, that works there? <laughs> like, Dude, he seemed interesting. Oh, my God. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why don't you come on in here? I heard you say something about Ivy Dubs. Ivy Dubs? Hey, what's going on, man? Welcome to Ivy Dubs. My name, my name's Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy! You know, when it comes to films, when it comes to fucking films, I'm your man. People uh, tend to call me the Siskel and Ebert of my generation, both because I know so many goddamn hey, films. <laughs> hey, uh, Jimmy, you said? Jimmy it is, yeah? That's um, Jimmy, yeah. 
Jimmy Hat, maybe even. <laughs> Just slaying that poon, man. No, oh. no, no, you're not, dude. No, I'm not. Like... No, okay. Hey, listen, Jim, let's cut to the chase here. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're yeah. trying to yeah. run a video. Yeah. I got one for you. What kind of what kind of uh, pellicula are you looking for, Prometheus? Prometheus, bro. Well, because uh, I got them all, like, man. I mean, if you if you want if you want if you want uh, comedy, hey, James, I got them. What, James? Yeah. Listen, just yeah. real quick, because we're in a, like a super fucking hurry, dude. We like horror movies, man. We we actually we do a podcast about oh no shit. Movies, I have a podcast yeah. too. Yeah, it's about movies. Oh, of course you do. Yeah, I'm really into foreign films, though. I mean, you know, technically, you know, some of the best foreign films probably ever made would be dude. Like, I don't. Uh, hey, hey, man, we don't we don't. We don't care necessarily. Can we just get a video like that you maybe recommend? Typically, if I'm gonna recommend a horror film, I'm gonna have to go with Van Helsing. It's got my boy in it. Dude, I see a movie right over there that looks really fucking weird. Like, can I just pick this movie right here? Uh, go ahead, man. Touch all you want. I, I tell you what, I'm gonna go organize my laser disc. Hey, 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 hooligan! Please read the back of the box. Huh? What? Hey, I'm just gonna see what this movie claims that it has to offer. Okay? Yeah. In an effort to avoid spending time with her father and his new creepy lover, young Gorgeous resolves to visit her aunt's remote mansion. With six of our closest friends in tow, including the musically inclined Melody and the geeky Prof, Gorgeous arrives at the estate where supernatural events occur almost immediately. A severed head takes flight. Household appliances come to life. And a portrait of a cat seems to contain an evil spirit. House. All right, so we got house, guys. House. Cool, Man. dude. Hugh Laurie. Fucking love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I, I tell you, if it was um, pre, like, 2009, 2008, people probably thought you were talking about House with Hugh Laurie, because this movie was kind of obscure up until that point. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of. This one I had definitely never heard of. Lynn Leatherface recommended this one. This was actually the very first movie that you recommended for our podcast when, when we were going through all this. Yeah. Yeah. I was super like, excited to talk about this one because it had flown across my radar at some point in time uh, a few years ago. And, you know, I finally got a chance to watch it. And I was like, man, we need to talk about this one just because I just don't think it gets enough discussion about it. You know, I don't no. think enough people kind of talk about it. No, dude. Like, this is a really, really great movie. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, thumbs up for me. I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah. Cool. Same for me. Thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up for me too, so. Oh, we're all back on the same page again, guys. We are. We are. <laughs> guys, I think this is pretty funny because I, I just rewatched this movie for the third time. Um, and like literally right before we did this episode. I oh, even better. It. Yeah. So. Uh, the last episode we just did was WT Fuck, like, what the fuck, just weird, whacked-out movies that are also horror. Uh, this movie could totally have been in that episode. I mean, it, yeah. is, it is really, really weird, mm-hmm. really fucked up, makes not very much sense. I, I mean, I'm telling you, the third time watching it, it still does not make sense. It's it's kind of... Oh, it makes, it makes a little bit more sense, I guess, the more watches, for me at least. I think that you, 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 you guys both have... have 
Got it. Yeah, both of you guys making sense. I think the first time you watch this, you're so just taken aback by everything that's going on, the bright colors, the left turns it makes that you can't make sense of it all. But I do think when you watch it again, you know what to expect. And then you're allowing yourself to really sort of take the movie in. And it's like, oh, okay. Okay. It's, it's actually, and it's bare bones. It's not that weird of a story. It's a haunted house movie. No, it's movie. a pretty yeah. simple concept. Yeah, it's a haunted house movie. Yeah, exactly. But there's so much weird <laughs> cut yes. scenes and like I mean that's one of the big like notes that I made is how much I like the cinematography of this. Mm-hmm. It's this movie had it's a it's like this washed out filter to make it very dreamlike. Yeah. Okay, it's like the whole thing is in a dream state. And then yeah. from now on that there's these really quick weird cuts and like these these panning motions that they do with the camera. So the cinematography on this is uh, pretty brilliant, and, and not just in general, but for the time in 1977. Uh, that's that's. Uh, it seems like they used every special effects that they had available to them. They threw it into this movie. So yeah. you want to know something funny, and you know, not to get into trivia too much, because I know we kind of save that for a, a thing at the end. And there's some good trivia surrounding this movie. So this was a Toho release, and Toho is known for all the Godzilla movies. So they've been making those since the 50s, and what's what's so great about those is they really dive deep into practical effects with those movies, right? They, they would create these large sets and they would put humans inside these big Godzilla and Rodan and Ghidorah costumes and they would crash these suit sets and they would have all these special effects. And so they were always kind of adding more special effects to their arsenal by making these movies. Well, this movie came out in 77. They requested all these special effects from the Toho Filmhouse that they just didn't have available for them. So a lot of the stuff that they were kind of doing it's kind of a almost like a star wars thing where it's like the technology wasn't there they no no one was using the kind of special effects that they were looking for when they were making this movie which is kind of crazy coming from a a film house or a production company like toho that have been doing larger productions for for so long but it's funny that you mentioned that that uh that even for 77 you know it looks it looks really great with what they were working with can we try to in some way shape or form summarize and a plot to give a little groundwork to lay down for this movie so we can so the listeners know that haven't seen it like okay here's what the hell's going on because i'm sure by now they're thinking what the hell are they talking about (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh evil eddie why don't you try to summarize this movie yeah house centers around a girl named gorgeous and her group of friends and I'll see if I can name them all right quick. And they're all self-identifying names. So we got six of them, and they are Prof, Melody, Kung Fu, Mac, Sweet, and Fantasy. And then there is one other supporting character, Mr. Togo, the teacher, who have just ended the school year and are going into summer vacation. Gorgeous is eager to go with her father, and he surprises her by bringing in his new love interest. And much to her dismay, she decides to abandon her plans with her father and spend her summer with her aunt and her friends. Strange things start to occur immediately. There is some very strange behavior between the aunt and the cat Blanche, and the cat Blanche is actually the cover art for the movie itself, so uh, just throwing that in there. And then from there, each of the girls faces their demise one by one. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, I mean, more or less, it's just a weird, wacky, haunted house flick. Uh, but I'm surprised we'd never heard of this one before. Uh, 
you know, it really wasn't popular here in the States until way later. Isn't that right, Lynn? This movie wasn't really seen outside of Japan up until the early 2000, early to mid 2000s. So I think it was around 2008 or nine that it was put onto a compilation DVD set. And then people just started losing their minds about it and they loving it. And then it, now it's actually part of the Criterion collection, uh, Spine 539. So that's how big yeah. of a deal it became. Not, you know what I mean? It, it, from an obscure Japanese sort of comedy horror to the fact that now it's a Criterion collection, Blu-ray, released in Western, you know, civilizations. Pretty bizarre. Yeah, it is bizarre. It, shit, dude, I just rewatched it on HBO Max, man. I mean, it's, and it's, it's on big HBO Max on right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks gorgeous on there. It's in HD and everything. It's from the Criterion Collection, the the, the 1080p yeah. version. So it looks great. Um, <laughs> to go back to their names, I did find it to be really funny. It seems that they kind of picked their own names, right? So I thought that was really uh, kind of uh, really? shitty that Gorgeous chooses the name Gorgeous for herself. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> you know. Uh, but but the, the names are cool. They're clever. It, uh, it does show their personality. So that's what's going on. Uh, so again... They were supposed to go on these separate trips. They end up going to Gorgeous's aunt's house, which is in the countryside. Uh, when they get there and they're greeted by the aunt, um, she's basically Andy Warhol mixed with Dr. Evil and Mr. Right, Bigglesworth. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his Mr. Bigglesworth cat. <laughs> you immediately get a feel that, like, something ain't quite right with Auntie here. Yeah. You don't trust her immediately. N- no. And then once they're there, just weird shit starts up. You know, right, that, and it, that, then that. it goes into, like, uh, it almost reminds me of, uh, you know, when you go to the state fair or if you've ever been to, like, a weird carnival, like those uh, dark rides or those haunted houses you go in with all the different little things that pop out and the pianos talking or whatever. It, it reminds me of that. It's a lot of fun. It's like a uh, Disneyland acid trip, you know, very dreamlike and surreal because it immediately weird shit starts happening in this house. And let's not forget, on the trip over there, there's like this musical breakdown that happens uh, on the train, and you see the set pieces in the background that are all painted and very much show like, um, I I don't know if it is exactly, but kind of a nod to almost universal horror where all big murals that were painted, and you see a lot of that and you know, Frankenstein... And, you know, uh, Dracula, you know, it's like this large soundstage with these It huge, looks awesome. It looks so good, and it's effective. You know, it's, it's, it's a choice that was, you know, deliberately made, but it works really well for this sort of, like, Wizard of Oz on do, acid. Do you know what this something. reminded me of? Did you guys ever see that, uh, I guess, theater production of Peter Pan uh, from, like, I guess it was from the 40s? Yes. Or, or, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah, I mean, they, they get to this house, and, uh, you know... Weird shit starts happening, and uh, you know, essentially, then it it turns. That's when it turns into the haunted house comedy horror. Because prior to that, you, you don't you don't get a lot of anything that has anything to do with horror. You get some weird stuff, but once they're in the house, this house is haunted or hexed or cursed. Be it by the cat, be it by the the aunt. Um, that's when these girls kind of start getting picked off one by one. Yeah. Well, and you start to kind of question, are they really being killed? Is this real? What, mm-hmm. What's real? What's not real? It is, again, it's all kind of like a, a dreamlike um, scene. The entire movie is like one big dream. I have a question. Yeah. Though. Um, here, here's a question. So the aunt, right? She, mm-hmm. uh, when we were first introduced to her, she's uh, uh, in a wheelchair, 
Why is it that all of a sudden she can walk halfway through the movie? And jump really high. It's funny. It's funny that you say that is because it's it actually is the same reason that Mr. Togo turns into a pile of bananas. Who fucking knows? Really, it just uh, it is what it is with this movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking, though, I was thinking, though, that as as the girls die, does she maybe consume some of their youth? Maybe yeah. she said she says something like your your energy has brought me out of the chair or something because like they they note the fact that she can walk again. But all of a sudden, it's just she can do it. I don't know. It just reminded me of like Halloween five when Danielle Harris can all of a sudden speak. Jesus. You know? Yeah. Halloween five is starting to become one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) But I can't wait to read, uh, revisit Halloween again. So I can't either. I think think all of our opinions are going to change on those. Yeah. I do too. Did you guys not trust the aunt at all when you first saw her? No, she had a diabolical plan the entire time. Yeah, I think immediately I was like, she's up to no good. (laughs) I got a question for you guys. I want to ask you, who is your favorite of the gals? I want to go with Kung Fu, just because she's, I don't know. That seems like an obvious choice, but that's that's where my mind's at. I was going to say fantasy, because she daydreams a lot, and I like that. But I think I'm going to go with melody. She can play the shit out of that that annoying song. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, Evil Eddie, would you agree with me that the absolute most horrific part of this movie is the repetitiveness of the intro piano song? Holy oh, fuck. It, well, it, it does introduce us to My Chemical Romance, which, I, <laughs> yeah. which I'm grateful for. Join the Black Parade. But, oh my God, I was so fucking sick of that theme. You know, God, it, the movie's 88 minutes, and I feel like maybe... 62 of the minutes were, you know, led for With that. that song? I yeah. think so, too, yeah. The yeah. the scene where Melody's playing the song on the piano goes on and on and on. Oh, it really does. <laughs> but then it gets cool once her fingers go, <laughs> become missing, and then there's just the fingers playing the piano, <laughs> so, and then the piano eats her. <laughs> did you guys notice right. where her fingers get cut off, and she's kind of laughs and, like, thinks it's kind of odd? But then when it bites her hand off, she freaks the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I like Kung Fu because of the music that goes with it. Hey, speaking of music, who is the name of the, the band that's in the beginning of the movie? Like, it's a real band. Odiego? Ah, Odiego. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, they make a little uh, appearance, a little cameo. Yeah. Yeah, dude. They do because they're badasses. That's why. Yeah. Okay, so obviously we established uh, our favorite of the gals. Uh, let's talk about some of the other characters. Uh, that just give them a moment. Uh, so the the aunt obviously evil, or right from beginning, I guess. Uh, although she turns out to be gorgeous, right? That I don't get. Let you know. Okay, I know that this we're getting like way out of sequence here, but let's just skip to the ending really fast. So mm-hmm. from my understanding. Again, this movie doesn't really make a whole fuck of a ton of sense to me. <laughs> uh, in the end, the the aunt is actually dead. Mm-hmm. Something happened to where she, she can only come back when she eats unmarried... Unmarried. Unmarried girls when they come to the house, right? right? So she like right. absorbs yeah. them, but then Gorgeous turns into the ant and they are one yeah. and then in, in the very end now gorgeous is all of a sudden like in this like uh geisha 
kimono. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a mind fuck. Okay, so let's talk about Mr. Togo for a second. Do you guys find it a bit odd how involved he is in these young ladies' lives? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the first thing yeah. I thought. <laughs> but he does have some kick-ass sideburns. He, he does. He does. Yeah. He and, does. And, man, I am not trusting that guy. If I ever need help, that's the last fucking person I'm calling. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. He fucking clumsy, falls down the stairs, and uh, almost gets run over by a car, gets a fucking metal, like, big metal pan stuck on his ass. This girl's, like, fucking beating it with a hammer. And then, uh, and then, like, on his way over there, he stops to, uh, you know, he's stuffing his face with noodles, and then fucking <laughs> turns into bananas. What a life. What a way to go. It is so weird. I remember that scene with the noodles. He's like, these are some good noodles. And then he just cuts away to another scene. Why was that scene there? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Well, fantasy was obviously bananas for Mr. Togo. Yeah. But why the fuck does he turn into bananas? Why, why, does, why does the watermelon salesman talk about the girls tasting delicious? Yeah, the, the watermelon guy. I'm just selling watermelons, man. What are you talking about? I got these badass bomb fucking watermelons. You want one? Shit. I hadn't sold any today. Please, God, buy one. <laughs> Why does the watermelon down in the well turn into a head, a severed, decapitated head? That That's actually my favorite scene in the movie, is when the head comes out and jumps out and bites, bites uh, I think it was Fantasy on the butt, and yeah. says, uh, I think she just goes, tasty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, okay. <laughs> I, I, I love it. And I, and I love it. One of my favorite things, too, is the music in this thing is great, but I love when Kung Fu gets in her Kung Fu mode and it, and it has the Kung Fu. Yeah, I love it, man. And, and for those of you listening, again, that haven't seen this movie and you're wondering, what in the hell are they talking about? I'm sorry. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> I just know that it's great and I love it. And you have to watch it immediately. Dude. I laugh when I watch this movie because I mean it's it's it makes it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That's the whole it, thing. It doesn't, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> they got amateur actors to play, right? Yeah, none, of, none not, of the gals were really had much of a background in acting. They were all pretty much first timers almost. I, I like the portrayal of the dad, kind of this uh, heroic macho guy. I, I like that. I thought they did him very well. I did too. I think, and, and they made the, the new stepmom very angelic. Also, I want to know where does the wind come from in this movie? There's always a blowing wind. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that their hair and their dresses are just flailing about? <laughs> it's a very dramatic effect. It's very dramatic, mm -hmm. but but it does help to uh, to assist and aid in the scarf throw, which oh in, man, yeah, in my opinion is the best scarf throw in cinematic history. Better than Elvis's scarf throw? Uh, yeah. Dude, this movie has the best, like, the award-winning fucking scarf throw. This is number one. Numero uno. Okay. Right now. The kind of uh, in-depth content you're only going to get here on 66.6 .6, The Horror. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've talked most people, like, most listeners out of watching this movie so far. <laughs> No, I, oh, I, no, I don't no. think so, man. Because I think when you start to listen to this, you just be like, I, I, I I'm gonna figure out what these three dumb assholes didn't figure out is what this movie's about. Because they obviously just don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> Leatherface, what's your favorite kill? 
I like the whole sequence of the piano. And again, I know it's a gimme, but I think it's just, it's well done. Yeah. yeah Very well uh, done. Hooligan? Uh, I like the part where the, the bedding, like the, the sheets and the, and the uh, pillows and everything, beat the shit out of that girl to yeah. death. Yeah. Yeah. D- I've never seen another death by bed scene. I mean, Johnny yeah, yeah. Depp gets pulled into the bed in Nightmare on Elm Street, but different s- circumstances, you know? Yeah. Different one. It yeah. wasn't the bed beating the shit out of Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny Depp yeah. is killed quite quickly in that scene. She's kind of tortured a little bit in this scene. She is, man. That would that would be a pretty shitty yeah. way to go, man. It's like, wow, this, this bed that was so comfortable at one time is now killing the fuck out of me. Yeah. I do like the part where the head, like, does come up from the well. That's my favorite kill. And then the fucking aunt has that, uh, starts showing fantasy, the eyeball uh, in her mouth. Yeah, she's eating the watermelon, yeah. which is eyeballs. And then uh, then she gets out of her wheelchair and, and vanishes into the refrigerator. So that, yeah, r- rightfully so, you know, I mean. What else would, what else would you expect? Well, you wouldn't expect anything less, you know. No. And, and there's some days that I just jump right in the fridge, personally, yeah. you know. Sure. So, yeah. You got any trivia? Trivia. When it was released, they were very surprised at how successful it was. And I think, God, you know, 30 some odd years later, they were even more surprised when it really gained a lot of following uh, in the West and yeah. in Europe, you know, because it didn't really make its way around through here in circulation until, uh, you know, early you know, to mid 2000s. So I, I think across the board, they were all surprised. But, it, you know, it's, it's a frequent. It consistently makes, you know, people's top 10, you know, um, scariest haunted house horror movies or, you know, kind of obscure kind of, you know, almost like like uh, Hooligan said earlier, it could have definitely been in our WTF episode, and I think it makes a lot of those lists, but uh, across the board, I do think that a lot of people do like it. It, it, it gets a lot of praise, and as it should, you know. I yeah. think it's worth seeing. Yeah, it's a great movie. Well, you don't see a lot, a lot of movies like it. You, you just you oh, it's know. unique. There's oh, nothing yeah. else like this, and it's funny to, to know that this was Japan's answer to Jaws, uh, being kind of like the, like the, a family film that was also horror based or whatever. It, it's nothing like Jaws at all. Well, Obayashi, the film director, he probably wrote it. He probably wrote it not knowing uh, about Jaws, or maybe he wasn't familiar with Jaws. the The company Toho wanted an answer to Jaws, and they told. They got this guy, and he did commercials, didn't he? He was kind of known for mm-hmm. commercials, and he yep. And and this was his vision, so he, he obviously didn't have the same vision as Toho, but you know. So and then a couple, yeah, a couple other things too. I guess going back to the watermelon guy, I forgot that I had this little nug down there. Uh, the weird watermelon fruit salesman is actually the the movie's composer, uh, Kobayashi Asai. And those hippie guys uh, that are flirting with the girls at the uh, station are members of the Van Gogh Diego, so they do make an appearance in the movie. And uh, that's that that rock song is actually uh, a song of theirs that's played in the soundtrack. So that's what go. I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. There you go. I liked the watermelon guy until he just told me that he composed the annoying song that was <laughs> throughout the movie. <laughs> Anybody got else got anything to add to before we head out of here? I don't. I, I think that this is a, a good movie that, that anyone that listens to our podcast should check out. I mean, it's a very, mm-hmm. it was filmed very uh, kind of abstract. I, I feel like this was like, you know, 12 different styles of movies all into one, you know, the way that they filmed it. So, I mean, more than, 
it being just kind of a weird movie, it's uh, the visual aesthetics of the whole thing are, are worth watching just for that. I mean, the special effects and yeah. everything for the time. It's it's a really it's a really enjoyable movie. I will continue to watch this movie. I'm glad that that Lynn Leatherface introduced us to it. It was a good recommendation. Uh, we'll continue to do these horror abroad uh, episodes where we're going to do movies from other countries. Uh, so this is kind of the start to that. Yeah. I think it's really, really cool. And, th- and I'm very happy that we started with this movie for this type of episode. Yeah. Anyways, um, you guys want to take it home? Let's do it. All right. So tell us something. Do you agree or disagree with us? Did we miss something? Is there something horror related that you would like to hear us cover? Like and subscribe on social media and share your thoughts with us in between episodes. We look forward to hearing from you. So listen up. And remember, stay Stay 